Welcome to Everything Imaginable, the podcast for curious minds on KGRA Radio. And here is your host, Gary Cochileo. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I'm your host, Gary Cochilillo, and today we have Agatha or Agathy Fuller. I know I pronounced it wrong, and uh, she is a uh, star seed. And I found her on Facebook. She was uh, swimming in the cenote and talking about uh, being a star a star seed. So. I said, I have to have her on my podcast. So thank you for coming on today. Hi, yes. Um, in Germany, it's Agathe Fuller, but you can say Agatha. Um, thank you for having me on your show. I love your intro. It's so cool. Yeah, I love, I'm surrounded by cenotes. Cenotes are actually, um, I haven't found a German word for it. Um, a cenote is actually, I'm in Mexico in Tulum. You can Google that. It's a very, very special place. I'm surrounded by pyramids. Like Chichen Itza is like two hours from here. Um, I have, I'm surrounded by um, cenotes and cenotes are caves which collapse and it's full of water. It's like a lake within a cave. It's like um, the Mother Mary energy is, 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 I'm not talking about religion is always in um in grot gr in, in spanish you say grotta uh, uh, how do you say in english a, a grot in germany we say grotte it's a very uh, a specific uh, stone rock formation and the water is inside there and yeah. it's a very typical it represents the female womb mm -hmm. so it's like the womb of gaia so I'm surrounded by those and they're very, very special and very sacred. They say the Mayas used to do a lot of rituals here. Um, yes, sacrificing children and people inside the cenotes, they find bones there, but it's not in a black magic or dark magic way. It's like for them, it was like, hey, we bring the people back to the underworld. So we have a lot of strong inner earth energy here and Atlantean energy here. I'm like on the Caribbean sea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've, yeah. Been, I've been down there. I've been to uh, like Progresso and uh, been to some of the, uh, some of the Mayan ruins down that way. And I've also, okay, yeah. sw I've also swam in cenotes, not in Mexico. I did it in the uh, Dominican Republic. And, um, yes. and and it was wow. like, like the most amazing thing. Like the one the, the cenote that one thing is the cenote I swam in. It was about sixty feet deep, and it was perfectly wow. clear. It was like swimming on yes. glass. It was yes. super amazing, and there yes. really is. There's, there's nothing like it. There's definitely something spiritual about swimming in those things. They're very powerful. Yeah, they're very very crystal clear. That's true and i do i started diving here and we went into one cenote and the furthest i was allowed to dive was 32 meters i'm telling you it's mind-blowing it's like you see all those special formations in those caves and um it's and there are cenotes they're deep underwater cave systems they're all connected with each other mm -hmm. it's so special yeah. Yeah, it is amazing. 
Uh, so how did you um, awaken to or become aware of um, your starseed uh, origins and, and mission here on Earth? Um, many people have awakenings, um, especially um, it started like big time uh, 2000, then 2012, and now again 2020, we had this very special 21st um, December, a really special star constellation. Um, I never had that. I was always aware of myself. Like when mm, mm, I meet my family and then we talk about our childhood, my brother and my sister always say, how can you remember that? And I was like, I do remember things from when I was not even one year old. I know it sounds strange, but I know pe there are people out there. No, they I, I do too, actually. Okay, great. See? I, I mean, I remember crawling. Yes. See? So, um, so I never had an awakening. I was always aware of myself. Um, it didn't make life easy. Um, to be honest, it sucked <laughs> because people didn't understand. Like, I couldn't speak, but it's like, you know what's going on, and people treat you like, you don't exist. They don't explain things to you. And they're like, okay, what the heck? You know, it's like, it makes life so difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Being stuck in a body and not able to communicate the way right. you want. Yeah. And knowing things and, and people don't understand what you're talking about. So I always, I mean, uh, I'm not, I don't follow any religion, but I call it God because my dad is Catholic. It's mm -hmm. how I grew up. And my dad is Buddhist. But I always spoke to source. I always spoke to God even when like before I went to the kindergarten, I always had that I spoke to you can call it spirit guides or angels or whatever. I always spoke to source. I still right. do that. That's amazing. And, and then like, how was it as you started to grow and, and grow up and realize that you were maybe different or special from everybody else? Um, more than special, I <laughs> felt totally Oh my God, I felt totally off. I felt like misplaced. Misplaced. <laughs> it's like today, if you would say to me, Agatha, you're special, I would say, yeah, actually, I'm special. I'm, I'm kind of cool. But I mean, if you would have asked me a couple of months back or a couple of years back, I would have said, I don't know what. And if you would have asked me as a child, I felt like a total stranger. And I felt, I'm like, I felt guilty i felt ashamed i felt um wrong i felt different and i just wanted to disappear mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah well, what made you feel that way like what why did you have the negative feelings um towards something that was so positive um i'm born 1980 so in germany um like my mom is Sri Lankan and my dad is a uh, German Sudeten. He mm -hmm. is, it's called uh, Sudeten Deutsch. He's born in Czechoslovakia, but it used to be Germany. So he's born, I mean, he's not anymore. He was born in 1929. So that was from the World War time, right? Mm -hmm. So those people were very conservative. It was about, they didn't deal well and cooperate well with different races and cultures um and of course he met my mom and he brought her to germany and she wanted that but it was not easy because 
my mom can't hear and speak and my dad couldn't hear but could speak six languages so we spoke sign language so it was always between cultures countries i was always like a bridge builder i mean in the mayan um i don't want to call it astrology but in the mayan astrology i'm a white dog in the white uh, world bridge wave it's like it means the person who goes in the underworld like who can dig really deep who's very deep and can bring up shadow aspects and mm -hmm. i trigger people that's naranja that's the cat he always comes <laughs> <laughs> my cat does so, that too <laughs> yes so it's good when animals come you know that shows that you're not alone it shows that you're doing something right because they work very well with heart frequencies so <laughs> Um, so what happened is like I would trigger people like when I would go and meet my uh, neighbor's friends and we would talk and play and I would tell him stories about different cultures and, and places I saw like I had always a lot of visions so I would tell him you know I would tell him about places and temples they go into the skies and there are clouds and and no one knew about those places i mean people would say you know his parents would say she's lying and for me it was reality and i felt devastated because i told him what i saw and for me it was real but for them it was a lie for them mm -hmm. it was like just making up some story and i felt like oh my gosh i'm such a bad person i'm lying i mean it was not easy and then my mom would be like wearing all those colorful clothes and I had my own style and I was always very stubborn. And I would just, I had my own way of doing things and people wouldn't agree with that. Like when I used to go to the kindergarten, um, I would know what those children think of me. I knew and I could see their energy. And I was, for example, lactose intolerant and I, I never liked milk and everyone was drinking milk and everyone was drinking this funky chocolate you know that <laughs> yeah. funky chocolate milk thing and i was like i want to do it too and i would drink it and i was terrible and i didn't like it and i made gave me tummy pain and i just was like i want to do what others do and i couldn't it's like <laughs> yeah yeah and it, it it was like um i didn't understand that it was not normal for me it was normal to know what others felt and thought but it pulled me back and i i always um yeah like was trying to hide in a way that's very typical for starcy yeah i mean the, definitely that age is really really tough because um, you're kind of expected to to conform to everybody's beliefs and their expectations um, yes, and it's not even that. It's how can you talk to someone and tell something about yourself when you're like so foreign? Mm -hmm. It's like people have the tendency if they don't know something and it's out of their routine and out of their control, people get scared. And when people get scared, they try to attack it. So I got attacked a lot. It's um, terrible. And it was not because they're bad people, it's because 
I scared them. Mm-hmm. I mean, now I know who I am. I, I know that I trigger people. I activate their heart energies and it still triggers me, but I can cope with it differently because I learned it. I learned to get to know myself and I can just suggest to everyone who knows that you're being different, get to know yourself. You need to know who you are. Then it makes it so much different, different, like, um, that you don't have to compare yourself to others anymore. And it gives you stability and strength. So how did you do that? How did you learn who you were and and overcome all those um, difficult challenges that, 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 uh, you know, that other people were basically, you know, lashing out to you at, at you because they were afraid and didn't understand. Um, you know, I, 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 I would like to be vulnerable. My word for 2021 is being vulnerable. And that means not to have any protection, just to be honest with myself and others. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to share some stories about which are not nice. And I definitely don't need any pettiness. I'm strong and I'm, I, I'm healthy. I'm fine. I have everything I want in my life. I'm like, I'm, I'm at the place where I'm safe and I'm, I'm, I can say I love myself, but I want to share those stories because I know it still happens all over the world. And I know still people are struggling and being so ashamed when those things happen. And that is a topic about abuse. Okay. So my mom grew up in Sri Lanka and her, her dad used to bind her up and hit her with the stick or the leather belt. Mm-hmm. It still happens. She's born 1941. And it still happens in Sri Lanka and in Asian countries that parents feel the need and they think it's the right thing to hit their child because they say, we need to make our child strong. But what happens is it's abuse. It creates trauma and people are not feeling um, the need. They can't trust anyone and they can't even trust their own parents. And the parent's duty is to protect a child. A child doesn't need a best friend as a parent figure. It needs a parent who guides them and shows them the way. So all the star seeds, I call them golden rainbow dragon children, which are incarnating now. There's a saying they're free of karma, but why are they supposed to be free of karma? Because it's our mission to release the old patterns from the war, from the abuse, from the trauma. It's our mission now to be honest and be vulnerable and to transform and heal that. So what happened is um, I grew up in a village full of Sudeten German. They all had to flee from Czechoslovakia coming back to Bavaria. And those people were scared. Those people had beliefs about they're always in fear and danger. People want to rob them. People want to take away. People want to steal from them. They have to flee. Um, I mean, just imagine how they felt. You know, I mean, your whole entire life, it's about war. It's about fighting. It's about protecting yourself, what you have. So for Mm -hmm. them, it was not easy. Um, So... When I came, I looked at them and I would say hi to people and they looked at me and they was like, why is she so friendly? Why is she, what does she want? What's her hidden agenda? But there was no hidden agenda. It was just foreign to them. To me, it was um, terrible because I can just say I was 
very I'm, I'm lucky in a way that I have a very strong soul um, I guess it's because I'm not just from earth I'm from my starseed origin is like uh, Orion and I have very strong Syrian energy I have a very strong goddess energy very strong dragon energy it's like the alpha draconian and no they're not reptiloids um, or bad or evil it's a dragon energy I'm talking to people here. You can do your research. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting out there. I mean, I have a YouTube channel. There's so many videos. You can watch them. There are so many explanations. But I know the people who will listen to this today or tomorrow or whenever, they will understand what I'm talking about. They will find the truth within themselves. And I know you will feel it too. It's like maybe you haven't heard of it, but it does trigger something in you that you feel, yeah, I can relate to that. It makes sense to me, even though it's new to me. You know, right. so yes, so I came to this earth because I have a strength in me. Don't ask me where it comes from, but it's so strong that if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, if, it, if something doesn't make me happy, I get sick. And then I have this energy within myself, like a protection or like a program, which I start fighting. So I will do anything to be free and to be in my power to 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 live a life which is freedom so i have this inside of me that i have to break patterns to free myself so this was something always i had this like really strong pull in me like this force i call it force that i had to speak my truth and people hated me for that they attacked me for it so what I did is um, I created an eating disorder, like um, 14 years, I was not able to eat well, I would eat and yes, throw up and I, it was like a mechanism, I had to do it to get rid of all that heavy, dark energy. And when I asked myself, I mean, I remember when I was 12, um, I had always dreams and in the dreams beings would talk to me and tell me and give me information. And um, I had knowledge and I got uh, access to books like Deepak Chopra. He was not known at all. He got so famous because he was doing Ayurveda and he was starting off with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. And Maharishi Mahesh Yogi got very famous because of the Beatles. Mm. Um, he is a guru in India, so we did meditation. My foster family actually practiced very strongly the Hindu tradition, but we had to keep it a secret. Maharishi Mahesh Yogi is quite known now, but he was not a guru. He was actually an accountant, but he <laughs> spread knowledge and asked, don't ask how much money he made. I'm not a fan of gurus. I always say you're your own guru. Um, but he was spreading knowledge to the world and people followed him. And yes, because um, the Beatles were a follower of him. So we were following that tradition. I had access and to Ayurveda, to yoga, to meditation, which was very special. And it was normal for us, but it was not normal um, for people in the Eastern country. It only started becoming like meditation started coming in 2012, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the world is changing big time. And I just was always ahead of time to 
go through certain processes so that I can help and guide people now. Um, so what, coming back to your question, what helped me is just that um, my soul, like source, I'm very strongly connected to source. It, it, like with the connection to source, um, how do you, like, do you have a relationship with the source? And how, like, how do you communicate? Like, how do you know what it is that you're supposed to do and what message you're supposed to uh, be communicating to humanity? Um, do you remember the stories of Atlantis and Lemuria and when they say it fell? Yes. Have you heard of that? Are you saying, mm -hmm. okay. So I do... Um, how do you say, I have dreams, I have visions, I remember when that happened. And we were all always, we are source, we always come from source, otherwise we wouldn't be here. But we have a heart and we have a brain, we have inside, we have outside, we have left, we have right, we have yin and we have yang. And um, I'm one of those you can call it light workers, star seeds, who are helping humanity to come back to love, to bring the brain and the heart into balance. What happened in Lemuria and Atlantis is when it fell, it was the male energy and the female energy got out of balance. Mm -hmm. We always have, we need the mind and we need the heart, but the heart is the gate to the soul and the soul is the connection to source. So, you know, I can't explain why it is that way, but we all have a mission. We all have a life plan. And my mission is it to help people. It's like a fairy energy. I have, my name is Aurena Agatefola. My name for my company, my, the work I do is Aurena. And Aurena means the queen of fairies. And the fairies touch people's hearts, like more than millions of hearts get activated through light and love. And that's what fairies do. They bring light to the hearts of the people. So that is something I learned about myself. That's something I learned because when I had this eating disorder, I had to figure out and I asked myself, why do I have it? And the message was because I'm suppressing the power within myself. And I was like, why would I sabotage myself? We are so scared of the power we have in ourselves. We can, we are manifestors, we can create, we can create the life we want. And that is something which religion, culture, culture society is suppressing us. They're trying and we are trying to, it's not even others. It's like we are trying to control ourselves and to suppress our power because it's so scary because in Atlantis, many of us did abuse the powers we had mm -hmm. and to control those powers it's like you can have a knife you can take the knife cut the bread and put a nice butt on it and damn and eat it you can take a knife and you can hurt someone and kill someone so the power you have within your hands it's up to you how you use it can you do you misuse it do you manipulate and control people for your own gain because your brain is telling you you need to protect yourself and people need to be controlled because they're danger. 
or are you following your heart, opening yourself, coming without an armor? I mean, just imagine if you have a knife and you're coming with a weapon, people see you and they think, oh my God, what is he going to do with me? Is he going to attack me? But if you come with a knife and the bread and butter and jam and honey without an armor, people will say, oh my gosh, he has a knife, but he's going to come and share his food with us. So it's how you appear towards others, but it's also how you see yourself. If you see yourself as an enemy because of something you did in the past, that's how others will see you. But if you come with peace, because you know you have done maybe bad, but maybe it was a part of the process of a learning something you had to learn about yourself. Then it's up to you how you appear to others because you see yourself in a loving, caring way with loving, caring eyes. Does it make sense to you what I'm saying? It does. It makes a lot of sense. But, you know, I think one of the hardest things for people to do sometimes is to love themselves. And learn how to do that. Yeah. Yeah, because you have to let the weapons down. And my foster family was very emotional abusive. They are very rich. They work day and night. They don't have friends. They're having fights with their neighbors. Actually, if you would ask me, I would call them terrible people. But something they taught me is um, no matter how manipulative they were, I always knew and it's funny because um, they lived a few, few houses away from my parents' home. So I always had to go during the daytime to their house. And in the nighttime, I walked home. And I always had to sleep in myself. I always said, I don't choose money. I choose love. Because when you love yourself, money comes. Money is energy. It's not the money which is bad. It's the people who use the money in a wrong way. Right. So you can use power in the right way mm -hmm. to... Um, embrace people, to support people, to bring them in their own power, or you can you misuse power and create fear and suppress their power and suppress their own abilities. So when I was with my foster family, I started to hug them. Why? Because it's my nature. And then sooner or later, they started hugging me back, even though it was so strange to them. But it was more important to me that I could be my true self. Because I knew I had already this eating disorder. And trust me, it's, it's terrible when you have an addiction because you are hiding, you're lying, you're doing things you don't want to do, you feel ashamed of yourself, you feel guilty. I don't want to, I, I didn't want to, lie to myself anymore. I didn't want to feel miserable anymore. I just wanted to be myself. And how do you do that? You face the people and you face your fear. And you have to be yourself. And that means you start being about, it's about honesty. Mm -hmm. And I realized honest, being honest with myself is, and that was the biggest step I had to do. I had to run away from their house. I couldn't live with them because I knew if I go to live there, I'm going to die emotionally, physically, in any way. Um, and it was because I had to follow my heart. I had to follow 
my heart not knowing what's going to come they never taught me how to survive in the world they never taught me how to stand on my own feet they told me how bad i am they told me what kind of terrible person i am and i believed those things i thought oh my gosh the world hates me but it was not because they're bad it's just that they were so afraid of being alone that that was the only way for them to keep us with them telling us that they we need them you know do you can the dynamic is actually weird and complicated but in the end of the day it's always about love they wanted to be loved they wanted they didn't want to be alone so just imagine how miserable they are that they had to do something like that so because their fear was of being abandoned right so when you did that like when you left that situation um did you question yourself at all for doing it at first or like did you just jump right you know leave take off and and just like you know just instant freedom like like liberation um no um see till 18 i was not even allowed to meet my friends to go out i didn't have those social people around me i had a boyfriend i had a small room in the place where i was working in the city and my life was a mess i had to make sure i have to finish my apprenticeship because i needed to have a foundation a solid foundation which i could build on so when i left that place that foster family i still had to go to my home right to my real parents house which was just down the road it was terrible i had to pass that road so i was taking other roads um I was frightened. I was sweating at night. It was like cold turkey. I was having this. I had to release this codependency co- energy. Uh-huh. It was a night. It was a fucking nightmare. It was terrible because I didn't know whom I can trust. I didn't know what my next steps are. I was like, it was jumping into something, just knowing that source will catch me. And it was just, um, it was like, being thrown into the water, not knowing how to swim. Hmm. Um, the only thing I could, can tell you is the only thing I had was myself. And that was about, I had to do everything to survive and to make sure I'm free and happy. How I just went with the flow. I had no idea. Um, it's just, that is something no one can take away from me and no one can take away from anyone and you is if you just be honest with yourself. Yeah. And then you just have to try out. You just have to try, you know. If you don't try, you will never know. That's definitely true. I think the only way a person can really fail is by not trying. Exactly, yes. You can die miserably, <laughs> or you can get out in the world. <laughs> you can get out in the world and try and say, you know what? I tried and I didn't like it. Okay, I don't like it. I try a different path. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like this. I want to proceed that. You know, this is a stupid program we have, a stupid belief that when you do something, you have to stick to it. You have to suffer and you have to finish it. No. If something doesn't make you happy, if you're miserable about something, change your way 
you can go to the forest, you can walk in the desert, you can go for a swim and it all brings you to the place of your being true to yourself. I always say around the world, back to yourself. There's mm -hmm. so many paths, there's so many countries, there's so many ways and it's up to you about your true nature and you walk that path. Some people like to be in the desert because they love the heat, they don't like the water and some people love the water, you swim. You know, a fish in the desert would die, but a fish in the water can reach any place. Yes. And a camel in the water would like drown, but a camel in the desert has all the possibilities in the world. So you need to know who you are. You need to know what your, what you need. What what is what is your passion? What drives you? What is the your your needs? Your desire? You know, it's like. Do you need people around you? Then it's good for you to be in a tribe. But if you can be on your own, then take the time and, and retreat. I agree. I, you know, I, I, I've made, I've, I've been through both of those myself. I've been in situations where I was miserable, but I felt like for some bizarre reason, like, um, if I removed myself from it, I was giving up. And then there's been other times where, you know, if I just look for the things that, that make me feel good and just kind of go with the flow, things go way better and and, and easier and, and I end up way happier. Yeah. And um, that's another misconcept that you have to be happy every day. No. We sure. have winter, we have spring, we have summer, we have autumn, we have seasons. And even in hot countries like Sri Lanka, India, I was living in those countries. And here in Mexico, in Hawaii, there are seasons, there are rainy seasons, there's monsoons. We do have winter, there are changes. We have hurricanes, there are changes. So it's important to understand that emotions go up and down. And it's okay to feel miserable. You, sometimes you need to release, to reflect, to retreat, to realize what you want and what you don't want, to let go of something, to, to like peel off, like, like get rid of a skin like a snake, to like a, 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 a butterfly, a caterpillar has to go through certain stages to be a butterfly. We have to go through emotional stages to become a butterfly to have transformation. And um, may I ask you, when you look at your dad and your mom, is there something specific which gave you like a certain impact on your life? Because I want to come to talk about family dynamics. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, my mom was awesome. I, I mean, I, I loved her to death when she was still alive. Um, my my dad, he was pretty grumpy, <laughs> and, 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 and often quite difficult to deal with, and and I will say like the worst part of it really wasn't him. It's like now sometimes I look at myself and I see some of his bad traits in me, and, and I get frustrated with myself with that. Okay. So let me ask you, what else is there which you think is great and amazing about your dad? Something oh, you he, you feel he is a he was a really really hard worker. Um, he just never gave up. Um, awesome. He was a real fighter. 
that is an amazing trait you know that because many people give up and they almost have a breakthrough and then they just give up mm -hmm. so that is something he means that he's very strong yeah he was definitely a really tough guy yeah so okay can we like can i give you an example I, because i want people to learn something from this podcast when people like listen to it okay um so my dad, he could never deal with money, right? And yes, he could also get really crumpy and really angry. He would never hit anyone, never ever. But he could like, when he would yell, oh my God, it scared the shit out of me. And you thought he would get a heart attack. And it was not funny because for children, we are so soft, we are so sensitive. We want peace, right? We want harmony. We want everything to be happy, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> so... And then my mom, she came from a very different culture and she never embraced it. And I wanted to know what are my roots? I needed to know what are my roots because my mom didn't live it. She should have, she should have being honest with herself. She should have taught us where she came from and she neglected herself trying to fit into a culture, which was not hers by nature. So I knew, okay, I'm a part of my mom. And she was miserable, you know? I mean, of course you get depressed if you're not living your life purpose. And she was neglecting her own roots. She was trying to cut off her own roots. So for me, it was very important to find out what my other half is. Because my foster family would always say, oh, um, your mom's roots are so bad, it's like primitive. But how can you say that one country is primitive if according to their culture and climate it's actually the best version of the culture and the country mm -hmm. like the way they go to the potty and they they use water and wash themselves um it's so much more hygiene than what we do in the western country and creating lots of pollution and creating toilet paper and um you know having um, like, look at the, in, 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 in France, their people got sick because they had no canalization. They thought washing themselves with water is a bad thing. But people in Asian countries, they wash themselves sometimes two or three times a day, and they're so more hygiene. Um, so it's not about what's bad or good. It's about in which country are you? Which environment do you, are you brought up? You know, is this an environment which is good for you? So I had to figure out what's my mom's roots because that's also my roots. And then my dad, he used to travel and people would call him like this crazy man because he started traveling when he was 16. He would go to uh, Russia, like it was called UDSSR, which people were not allowed to travel. They were like having issues about people being spies and this and that it was a major thing and he just went off and he had this amazing faith in life and traveling and that was something i discovered in myself that i have this and i'm so happy because my parents gave me everything i needed there's a saying you need roots to grow and to be strong and you need wings to fly and that's the beauty of parents Give your child free, but give them everything they need to be strong and independent mm -hmm. and give them the love they desire so that they have the self-worth and the self-esteem they need to walk their own path. So I had this very strong ability of traveling and I had it within myself because my 
father gave me those genes. My mom has this creative side. She can draw and she was a dancer. So I got this from her, but I had to learn to embrace that within myself. And I had to learn to get to know my family, to know that it's within me because she was hiding it. And I had to learn to embrace that. So if you have parents and you do leave them, it's okay if you leave them, but don't hold grudge against them. See the best in them and learn that it's in you as well. Because if you hate them, you will hate yourself. If you see the beauty within themselves, you see the beauty within yourself mm -hmm. and the amazing gifts you have within yourself. And that gives you the strength to walk your path. Yeah, it's definitely a really a beautiful thing to say. And, and it's true. I I honestly, I 100% I agree with you. And I didn't really even learn that um, until my parents got old and uh, they got sick. And I, and I was the one that had to like, you know, I took care of both my parents until they passed away. And, uh, but it was like an honor to do it because doing, doing that, it, while doing that is like where I've really learned who my parents were. Yeah. And isn't it so much more beautiful and peaceful that you can look in the mirror and you see yourself with loving eyes because your parents created you and you can see them with loving eyes. Oh, that yeah. That makes the world a better place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, and all the time. Back, yeah, and I mean... You have I Italian roots. I know that in Italy, people have very similar to Indian culture, very strong, um, like a very strong, almost suffocating energy of like codependent, like that family has to stick together. But sometimes it's like it's a support system, but at the same time, it can just take away the ability to breathe. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you, can you can you relate to that? Like, um, not so much with my family. Um, maybe like mm -hmm. my my grandparents were alive. My grandfather's the one that came from Italy, and mm -hmm. and he was kind of like that. Like him and my grandmother, because they were all you know, you know the family had to eat together. Family, the entire family yeah. had to get together on Sundays to eat, and, and things like that. My parents, not so much. Uh, but my mom. Actually, she she was Dutch. She was German. And, oh wow! Uh, and um, and, and, and her mom, like they were just totally different. They were just sort of like drifters. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, it's it's about the freedom we give each other in a family dynamic. Now, let's say coming back to the abuse part. There's emotional abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. There's abuse in so many shapes, forms, and ways. Now, my dad came from the war. That means they had trauma, and they got the beating because of religion, of culture, and so on and so forth. And everyone thought it's the right thing to do, but it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do because the world is changing. We learned that we can... Um, raise our children without hitting them just by you know talking to them explaining things to them not creating fear but creating um, a conversation a communication now 
people had this belief they need to eat together every day, sometimes three times a day, because it was their way to create a strong bond. But do we need that anymore? Sometimes it's good to have it. And sometimes we don't need it because mm -hmm. I was in a relationship with a man. His brother was a crack addict. The whole family was following a belief that they had to meditate and um, be vegan. And this one particular son was such an amazing, adorable man. He was very kind, very loving, very caring, but he couldn't cope with the dynamic of the family because he did like to eat meat. And he needed that because he needed to ground himself because he was so luminous sense. He was so fine and smooth and he needed something to ground himself. So he did eat meat, you know? It's not that, oh, an animal is dying. If you need something, then say thank you to the animal. Say thank you that you give yourself to me that I can eat you because my body needs it. And bless that animal. So, you know, and he was struggling with himself being different. And the whole family was trying to attack him because he was different. And it was a torture to see that. And if they could have just accepted him for who he is, it would have been such a big difference. So he went through trauma, they went through trauma instead of just loving and accepting each other, instead of creating this fear of, of being scared of each other. So if you meet each other and you eat together, like my mom, she eats fish, but she, she doesn't mm -hmm. eat meat. I don't eat meat, I don't eat fish. So my, my brother and my sister and their spouses, they eat meat. So on Christmas, when we meet, we had this huge, amazing, like they would eat the sausages. I would make like so many different kinds of potato salads because one liked onion, the other one didn't like, the other one did like cucumber, <laughs> the other one didn't. So it was a huge, amazing mess of cooking, but it was in a way nice because we all sat at the same table. My mom had this special smoked salmon and then we would just eat and share, but everyone was accepted for what they are. And this is something I love about my family, even though we were so, and this is something I really want to say to all of you, no matter how difficult your family is, no matter how separated you are from each other through fights, disagreements and and fear and rejection and wanting to be loved and wanting to be right. No matter how split apart you are, you can always come back together because it's normal to fight and to argue, but it's more about letting the other person be who they are. The moment I realized who I am, the moment I stood up for myself and I told them who I am, that's when they were able to accept me because that was when I could accept myself. And that's when the family dynamic changed. And this is so important of being a starseed. You need to get to know yourself. You need to respect yourself and show yourself to the world for who you are because then people can see you. They're not scared anymore of you and they can leave you and accept you the way you are. It's so important. Wow, that, that, that is amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, like one of the things like you mentioned about eating together, 
my grandfather used to always say, the man who eats alone dies alone. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but that's the belief also. I mean, <laughs> you know, you can eat alone and still be with many people. <laughs> but it, 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 it's funny, though, because I was... Um, I was single for like 20 years and I didn't cook. So um, during that time, I would always eat out and I would always have, uh, you know, I I would just find friends to go eat dinner with all the time. So, so literally for like 20 years, I, every night I just went out to dinner with my friends (laughs) and and when one of them would be like, no, no, not tonight. I don't have any money or whatever. I'm like, you yeah. have to because the man who eats alone dies alone. And you can't let me die alone. <laughs> so, yeah, if anyone has to agree to it. <laughs> and that's beautiful because those 20 years you had to you had time to meet friends, to get to know yourself, to do the things you like to do. And then so after 20 years when you got into a relationship, do you feel it it did make a difference? Like, you know, being alone for 20 years and then meeting someone? Well, I don't know if I was completely alone. I mean, I was married before that period. and yeah. It was just sort of an in-between thing where I, I wouldn't say I was alone. I mean, I had girlfriends and stuff, but nothing hard, you know, nothing really substantial. Um, but, I mean, my, my question is, like, because many people can't be alone, you know? Mm-hmm. And they get into relationships because they don't love them because they are scared of being alone. Yeah. But you gave yourself space to, um, you know, to have the freedom to meet your friends, to 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 see what you want. Yeah, but I would ju- I would just I would just yeah. hang out with people. Yeah. You know, I, I would just find people to hang out with. Like, like, like could you mention like like your mom was from Sri, Sri Lanka? I used to hang out with these monks from Sri Lanka. <laughs> Are and, you and, and, yeah, oh yeah, they, they they lived in a, in a, the, all like like these four monks lived in a house, you know, not far from where I lived, and uh, and they would do like meditation like on Friday nights. So I'd like go there and I'd hang out with them and like do their meditation thing. It was kind of funny because they would just kind of like lay down and fall asleep, <laughs> and then drink tea. But it was cool, Maybe. you know. So I just I just hung out with all different <laughs> types of people. Yeah, that's wonderful. So in 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 UK, you grew like they're they're close to you in the UK. Oh no, this was in New Jersey. Oh, in, in United in States. Jersey, yeah, New Jersey, up by New York. Like now, now I live in Alabama. Now I live by the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. But but when I lived up north, uh, there was. You know, there's just a huge variety of people. You know, I would hang out with the Sri Lankan because I was really into Buddhism, so I would hang out with the Sri Lankan monks, and then I would go hang out with the uh, the Tibetan monks, and then I would go hang out with the Zen Korean monks, and <laughs> so I was just always hanging out with like all these different people. Yeah, and for me it was the same. I'm a person. I always say, if you don't try, you will not know. Um, in Germany, we have a, say, a saying, was der Bauer nicht kennt, frisst er nicht. That means what a farmer doesn't know, he's not going to eat. <laughs> but if you don't try, you know, you yeah. will never know. So at least try. If you don't like it, don't do it. And if you try different cultures and food, maybe you can. 
Within yourself. Mm-hmm. If I would have been seven years in Asia, I think I would have died in Germany <laughs> because that time they were not ready. They were not as open as they are now. Now, if I go there, it's a big change. But I had to follow my 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 spirit. You know, I had to follow my. I, I wanted to know what's the world out there. What is it like? And right. and then I realized I always got guided to go to ley lines. I didn't know about anything about ley lines. Uh-huh. And now I know is I activate ley lines. Ley lines are the meridians um, which we have in our body, but Earth also has ley lines. Those ley lines are very strong energy points and about talking about monks, temples, churches, uh, mosques, um, uh, uh, special places like Tulum or Egypt, the, the pyramids, they're all built on ley lines, on very special yeah. vortexes, on special energy points, which are very strong, like portals. Mm-hmm. Um, so because I followed my instincts, I activated those meridians on earth, like those ley lines. And I only learned later on that I was always guided to those places. And if you're supposed to travel, it's for the people who say, oh, I need to travel. There are some people, if you're supposed to do something, life will happen for you. And I can just suggest, read the book, Chalestine by James Redfield, The Ninth Prophecy. It's an amazing book. That's how I live my life. I have that um, book. It's the most amazing book because that's how the world really works. Um, and you can create and follow like your, your path by trusting and seeing energies. You know, it's like if you see two ways, two paths, are you using the one which is more shiny or the one which is gray and milky? Shiny. Exactly. And if you keep choosing that, that's when you walk your path. And when people ask me, oh, Agatha, how do you know you, you live? Uh, how do I find my mission in life? You your mission in life is to be happy. Your path is when you're happy, when you do something which gives you passion. That's when you know you're walking your path. Yeah, definitely. I, I, and I, I agree too. It's things that make us happier and things that we should uh, pursue. Sometimes it makes me sad even when I see people deny themselves to the things that make them happy to uh you know for material success basically like like i hate seeing like somebody who's like you know like a really good artist or really good musician and uh but then he ends up putting more energy into like you know something like business that is true but i noticed and i learned that um i work a lot with politicians very i can say powerful people influential people business people um one thing i learned they're all beautiful people but they're so broken inside of them that they grew up either in um um how do you say a boarding school mm-hmm. because society tells the parents oh you have to bring them to a boarding school pay a lot of money so they get a certain education yes but they are not with their family and that's what they would have needed um they grew up without all this affection and all this love and care they would have needed. So for them, it is about 
um, challenges, about competition, about being the best, to get recognized, to get attention. And of course, that's what they do know what they do, and that's what they know best, right? right? So for them to define themselves, it's about oh, I have five cars. I bought a Bentley. I bought a Ferrari. I got um, this business and this. But they run, they run, they run. But they would do anything to help you. I'm, I know so many. They would do anything to help. They're most kind and loving people. Even the biggest mafia people or the people <laughs> on the, the criminals who can kill people. Mm -hmm. It can be the most amazing beings if they love when they love you and when they feel respected by you so again i'm saying is don't judge someone try to meet them but yes there are people who can be very abusive and they don't want to change those are called energy vampires yeah don't try to save them don't try to change them in a way that you feel you see their potential. That's something mm -hmm. which starseeds have. They see the potential in someone. But look at the actions of someone. If someone keeps treating you badly, it's first of all a reflection of yourself. Why do you let it happen that someone treats you badly? You need to look into yourself. Where's your self-esteem? Where's your self-love? Heal that wound because it starts coming from your parents and your family ancestral lineage okay very important if you keep attracting those incidences and bad people in your life who suck your energy and treat you bad look into your own family dynamics heal that if the person changes good for you if the person doesn't change after your healing and you have done leave them go away move on because that's not the place for you to be that means if you have all bad neighbors around you and you're doing the healing and nothing is changing, that means it's not your environment to be in. That means you're supposed to change. If you say, oh, I don't have the money, this and that, then again, I'm telling you, look into your beliefs. Everything happens. Everything, the world is open. The world is full of miracles. The world is an oyster. You can have anything you want. You can live in a villa for half the amount or less the amount of money than others pay because you create it. Because maybe someone is saying, you know what, I have five houses, but I really need desperately someone who looks after my villa. Would you please look after my house because I trust you? There's so many possibilities. And that's also um, the power of uh, the power, the secret manifestation, uh, frequencies, what you send out, you get back. It's true. You create your life and everything is possible. But you have to dig deep. If you create something negative around you, you should ask yourself, why do you do that? Are you scared of your power? Are you scared to be the best version of yourself? Are you scared to be happy? You know, people get scared when they get loved. Just why, imagine why, you grew why, up with... Why is that? Why do people get scared of their own power? Like, the idea that, you know, and I believe this, that, that we all have the ability to, to manifest whatever we want. And, and we don't because we're afraid to sometimes. Okay. I'll give you an example about myself. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in a family where my dad was the, actually the person who showed me affection. My mom couldn't because she got herself in abuse. Um, 
In the village I grew up, they came all from war and trauma, the foster family the same. So I didn't grow up with love. So for me, it was normal to live with rejection, codependencies and so on. It was my world, it was normal. And then I realized, hey, but I'm not that way, I'm different. And I wanted to have it different, right? I wanted to be healthy because I said, if something makes me sick, I need to change it. And then I realized, okay, what is it? I want love. I want people who are affectionate. I want people who are nice to me. It's something you need to learn. This is something you have to realize. You're those things, if you grow up in an environment, it's normal for you. It's, 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 you have to figure it out at first to change something, right? Mm -hmm. So then I realized, okay, um, I'm scared of my, and of my power. Why I'm scared? Because I try to fit in. And then I realized, but fitting in makes me sick. Okay, I don't want to be sick anymore. Okay, that means I can't fit any any in, in into the family dynamic anymore. So I left, I changed. And then I had to get to know myself. And then there were people, all of a sudden, they were nice to me. And it scared the heck out of me. Why? Because it's a lot of energy and affection, which I was not used to get just imagine you live your whole entire life on bread and water and all of a sudden someone came come and gives you a plate of sri lankan curry and that's like six dishes with rice <laughs> it's an explosion in your mouth it, it's an it's an explosion for your taste but the spices you you sweat you like you can't breathe because it's so damn hot and spicy <laughs> And you say, oh, my God, I cannot do that. But if you have like a little curry and a little rice, not so spicy, and you start with one dish, you will say, mm, it's nice, it's yummy, but it's like already an explosion. And then you start after some time with the second curry. And one day when you're ready, when you release all the pain and, and the mono mono that monotone energy then it's when you can enjoy the full dish and the full entire curry but you had to get used to it and it took you some time and that's about love because when someone really gives you unconditional love it's an overwhelming flow of energies that means you get triggered in your pain your wounds your your marks and scars because it brings up all the wounds and all the, the, the pain you have stored and you try to suppress yourself, try to fit in. And that's what happens with Schumann resonance. And when the energies go really high, people have this ascension symptoms. That means they get tired, they have headaches, um, they, some of them throw up, some people um, feel headache and feel like crying. It's because the energy is rising. The energy is really high and it's like flushing your system and pushing out and bringing up all the trauma, fears, abuse. And that's ascension symptoms because once it brings it up, everything you try to suppress, to, to, to hide, it's coming up and you can heal it because when you have a plate full of dirt, you will not go to the buffet and eat from and put nice food on your dirty plate. Uh -huh. You either clean that dirty plate or you throw it away and get a dirty plate. And that's what happens. 
high energies, lots of love brings up the deepest, darkest fear in you. You cannot control it anymore. That's why that's the reason in Atlantis, business people who are controlling their emotions. I mean, what do you think they learn in a boarding school? They have to control their emotions. They have to behave like a soldier. Just imagine all those emotions coming up, which were not allowed. They're coming up. It's like the worst enemy. It's like you have to attack yourself and you can't attack yourself anymore. It's like it's coming up and you have to face losing control. That's what love does. That's why people are scared of love because you lose control. Hmm. Um, it, 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 it reminds me of uh, something a, a Buddhist teacher once said uh, when I was on a retreat. And he said that uh, you have to have a breakdown before you have a breakthrough. In a way, yes. That breakdown means like a, you don't have to break down. It means you, everything in you, which is not you, breaks. Mm -hmm. And that means it's a death. It's like some people get depression. It's a death because the death means you're not dying. It means a part in you is dying, which never was you, which is something you learned, which something you adopted, something um, you learned and you thought it's yours. It's a pattern which is dying so that you become like the phoenix rising from the ashes to embrace your true self. It's like leaving a skin behind a body, like a, uh, how do you say, like a neoprene bodysuit, which has never been you. It's something, a pattern, or a, a character you learn to be, but it's not you. So that part has to break down. That part has to be removed. And that's a death, yes, to hmm. be reborn. Do you think that, um, that all people are essentially connected to each other? We, we sort of operate as individuals, but in reality, we're a whole Yes, but I want to say there's so much out there. You know, people always say, oh, we are one, we are one. And then it's like, oh, uh, what I hate, what I really hate is when someone says, oh, I'm like you. And I'm like, why would, in God's name, why would they say that? I don't want to be you. You're not me. I'm me. Yes, we are humans. It's like a tree. Every tree is you know when you look at the tree, it's a tree, right? Mm -hmm. And you know when you look at the forest, it's a forest. And they are the same, same kind of tree, but they're all very unique. So no tree would ever say, I'm like you. They would say, yes, we are from the same um, collective. Like I'm a, I don't know, like I'm a rose and you're a rose. And, but we are so different being a rose because we are so unique. So all of you out there, we are all human. We are incarnated on earth. And yes, we have women and we have men. It's categories. But I'm never like you. You're never like me because you're so unique that when you tr show your true colors, being a pure, pure, beautiful crystal diamond, it's like a puzzle. If you are unique and I'm unique, we can create a puzzle. But if you try to replace me, we cannot create a puzzle and that puzzle will never be whole and complete and we will never have a full picture. So yes, 
we have a connection from heart to heart, from soul to soul. We are humans. Um, and there are soul families, which we came here to learn something, to, to have a mission. But we are never, never, ever the same. We are all very unique. And that's what Earth is. You create a full picture being one piece of a puzzle, which makes you so important, even in a family dynamic. That, that's a great analogy. I really like that analogy. Yeah, so that would mean the collective is the puzzle pieces. We're all puzzle pieces, but you're so unique that no puzzle can replace the other. Yeah. So what is it that the source wants for us? Um, it's, if, I, if you ask me what source wants from us, I would dissociate it, I would split it. And I don't do that and I don't want that. We are source. If I'm source, um, I go with the flow. I go where it takes me. I trust the process. And I make sure that I embrace myself. That means I'm alive. So being source means being alive. Being alive means being happy. Being happy means loving myself. Loving myself means being unique, being honest with myself. Hmm. Is there any suggestions that you would give people on how to become honest with themselves? Like, where does a person begin with that? Look at your fear. What's your, what's your deepest fear? Start with the little fear. And if you really want to heal, heal is changing. Be ready for the changes in your life. And that is transforming the fear. Hmm. Fear is a lack of love. <laughs> so, you know, fear is something that I used to feel when mm -hmm. I was younger. But I would say probably within the I don't know, last 10 years or so, I don't feel fear anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's your question? Yeah, like what, 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 what would that be, you know? Like, I know it's kind of like, it's almost like not normal, I think. No, um, you're right. I had many years when I said, I don't feel fear. And it was true at that point. Um, but then there are situations in life, people in life, which trigger you. And those people who trigger you, trigger you because it creates fear mm -hmm. so um when you travel um when you go to work when you do your sessions or podcast when you reach out to certain people when you meet certain people when you see a movie what triggers you and you can say oh yeah it triggers me and then you can ignore it or you can say it triggers me why does it trigger me and those are tiny little milestones which reach to a big change when you dig deeper. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not saying like some people are so scared of Illuminati and the bad world and this attack and this enemy. I'm not saying get into the negative vibration, but if you're getting triggered by being scared that the world goes down, uh, the vaccination, COVID, da, 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 then look into it because what happened last year in 2020 is it was about balance, female and male energy, um, bringing the balance into your life. And it was union in yourself. How do you get union? By facing the fear. For me, it was not about, um, to be honest, um, that COVID really is a blessing for me because I traveled. I had the biggest breakthrough because I faced my fear and my faith was, my fear was not the virus and dying of the virus because I know everyone has to die and I know a virus is low vibrational energy. So I'm not scared of those things because I know I can treat those things with homeopathy. I can treat those things with energy work. So those things don't bother me. I know um, if you get sick, it's because you have a weak immune system. If you have a weak immune system, you need to look at your solar plexus, your self-worth and your um, 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 thymus gland, right? Mm -hmm. So I know about those things. So for me, it was, I was supposed to go to Hawaii and I was really sick and I had to look into the trauma and, and the abuse before I could travel. I was like in bed for six weeks and I had body pain. And for me, pain is the worst enemy. And I was like, why do I have so much pain? And then I realized what's behind the pain. It was the beating I got, the verbal abuse, the emotional abuse, the physical abuse I went through. And it was stored in my body and I had to release that. And to face that, to remember those moments, that was a big trigger for me because mm -hmm. I forgot about it because it was a trauma. I had to connect with it and I had to remember to release it. You know, how can you dig in the dirt if, you have to dig in the dirt to, to put a semen, right? To make something grow and you have yes. to water it, but you have to make it loose. So, and I had to make this loose. I had to look into the pain. I could have taken pain. I could have taken painkillers. And that time I had to, because it was so severe, but I knew this is something I usually don't do, but I, I didn't know any other way. And then I said, no, I need to look. I'm ready. I said, I'm ready. I can do this. I want to know what's going on. And then I figured out, oh my God, it's so much I was, I forgot about it because it was my surviving system. And when you're ready and you put the surviving system on the side, um, you will see the fear. And that was for me about traveling and doing what my heart desires. And I was so scared about that when I follow my heart's desire that something comes and takes it away from me. That was my biggest fear. And that was 2020. Otherwise, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Yeah. And my body showed it to me. It's like if you have pain in your body, if you have headache, if you have digestion issues, um, um, you, you have allergies, those are triggers. That means there's something off. There's an imbalance. And you need to look at it. That means either you're eating, keep eating something which makes you sick. Then my question is, why do you eat it? Why do you feel you need it? But then on the other side, I can ask you, if it's an allergy, um, what does the allergy tell you? What is it an imbalance? If you have knee pain, why do you have knee pain? Um, so those things are, if you, if you are like, um, I think that that's already, you know, it's already your body is telling you, your body shows you. Yeah. Can some pain just because a person is getting old? No, that's 
and belief because if you have pain it's either acidity in your body it's uh, a blockage an emotional blockage which is stored in the meridian which is stored in your cell system which can be ancestral which can be because there are people out there they are 70 and they look like 40 there are people out there they're 80 and they look like 60. so this is just an old belief that when you get old you get sick it's totally sorry fucked up and it's old and it's not true because you can be old and be really fit yes and happy and healthy <laughs> i'll have to work on that i hate exercising though <laughs> you don't have to exercise you know it's like then i again i ask you because exercise is being alive you don't have to do it all the time but you can do little stretches so you do little things you lie in bed and lift your feet and stretch yourself and do it more and more and then you will feel all oh, the energy is coming back and you feel like more energy is coming into your bodies but at the same time you feel the pain when you do the stretching mm -hmm. and then you ask yourself okay when i feel the pain what can i change in my food habit in my food diet is there something like i need to release emotionally which is stored in that specific place but also what can i change in my food like i get pain major pain when I eat food which has chemical per per pesticides on it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I had to figure it out. I cannot eat white sugar, it creates acid in my body. So I eat bananas, I eat dry fruits, um, dates, you know, yeah. I had to learn those things. So that eating disorder I, ha I had brought me back to myself, facing myself and getting to know myself about food, about energies, about frequencies, about I could not eat my mom's food because my mom's vibration was so much lower than mine. And I had, I forced myself to eat my mom's food till I realized I need to learn to cook and to cook in love and peace. And it forced me to learn to, to look out to which places I go, not to go to any restaurant to make sure it comes from a good person. It comes from a good place. If a cook, okay. All have the same dishes, all have the same, vegetables they all have the same pots but they're three different people one is crumpy one is full of love and one is just doing their duty and they all cook what do you think is the best flavored tasting food oh the person who cooks with love exactly and that's the secret ingredient if it's vibration vibration is so important if you cook cook with love if you can't cook and if you're not in the mood to cook, don't cook, order it, make it easy, but do whatever you do with love because that's frequency. Bless your words, bless your actions, bless your home, bless your work. You'll see major life changes. That's awesome. I really like yeah, that. And, that's, <laughs> and I guess that's the ending, what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Bless your words, bless your actions, Bless your words in a sense of when you talk, when you communicate. Bless your thoughts, how you think about yourself. That's so important. That's great. We have thoughts. If you want to change, how do you think about yourself? You say when you do something wrong, oh, I'm so, so stupid. Or, oh, no, I can do it better. I'll do it better. I'll do it again. I'll try again. How do you think about yourself? How do you feel about yourself? How do you feel in your body? Those are the first little steps you do about yourself and the changes mm -hmm. and the awesome 
Um, so before we wrap this up, where can my listeners find you? Um, I have a webpage, um, aurenafula.com. I have a YouTube channel in English, Aurena International. Um, I have Instagram, Aurena's Insights. Um, I have a Facebook group, Docturian. Um, yeah, that's a lot. So you can just email me, aurena.fola at gmx.de. Okay. So, so if you could just email me all those links, and what I'll do is I'll include yeah. those in notes of this episode. Sure. So that way when my yeah. listeners listen to it, they can uh, reach out to you. Yeah. I just want to make and say one more thing, which is very important for my work, and that's something I had to learn. I don't do video calls. I don't do telephone calls. I do voicemails. First of all, I feel, I see all the energies, what's going on in a person. I don't need people to tell me what's going on. It's like a burden. I don't want that because for me and my work, it's about the changes and it's about the goal to be happy. I don't want to dig and dig and dig in the mud and in the dirt and talk about all that negative, stupid things which happened in the past. I want to look forward and bring the people to the changes and I guide people. So when I do healing, it's on multidimensional interdimensional levels it's not just earth it's interdimensional it's on body mind soul ancestral lineage um and all in one time so it's very intense when i work with people so i'm asking you if you reach out to me i don't work the old way i work the new way um and it's about the changes are you ready for the changes are you really ready to heal I don't work with people who don't want to heal because there are energy vampires out there. They say they want to heal. They just want to suck your energy. I don't do that. I'm very straightforward. I tell you the truth and I'm not always nice because um, love is not always nice. If you have a <laughs> child to protect your child and to guide your child, you will be honest and not always sweet and like a candy. <laughs> so that's how I work. You see is what you get. <laughs> that's great. It's awesome. I mean, there really is no point in trying to help somebody who isn't ready to, to do the necessary steps. They just yes. all talk, but they don't want to do the work. Yes, exactly. That's we don't great. want that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the world is changing and amazing. We have a wonderful earth. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so that, much for having me on your podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for coming on. And uh, just hang on one second, and I have to play the outro. If you like, I know you like my intro. Wait till you hear this outro. The <laughs> okay, outro is cool. even better. Okay, cool. Thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable on KGRA Radio. You can reach Gary at everythingimaginable2020.com or email him at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn. You can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs and other merchandise to support the costs of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of his page, www.everythingimaginable2020.com. Oh yes, I almost forgot. You can buy his book, Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's the only book on Zen that you'll ever need, and it's on Amazon. It'll change your life, because remember, everything that exists was first imagined. 
Hey, if you love what you listen to, don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe. Are you kidding me? It's like a 